Welcome to the Sales Prospector Show, supported by Lease A Sales Rep and Inc. 5000 Company, helping our clients grow sales by securing guaranteed appointments, qualified leads, and guaranteed contracts for their services and products across the U.S. I'm your host, Gil Pagan. You can also find us at leaseasalesrep.com and on all the major social media channels. We had the opportunity to listen in on an interview with Adam Portnoy. He's the CEO of RMR Group. They are a commercial landlord and property manager in the U.S., one of the largest in the U.S. They have 2,000 properties and manage about 90 million square feet of space. And Adam goes into what he sees uh, in the economy, what he sees regarding commercial businesses and rent payments and the like, uh, and he shares his insight what is happening in the marketplace in the midst of COVID-19 and this pandemic. A listen in is very insightful. Adam, give us an update on who's paying their rent and, and where you're surprised. Great. Thank you very much, Ronnie, for having me on the show. Uh, as you said, uh, we do have a very large portfolio of tenants across the United States, about over 2,000 properties, uh, 90 million square feet that we manage uh, in retail, hotels, office, industrial, healthcare. Uh, we pretty much touch all commercial types of real estate, with maybe the exception of traditional multifamily. So we really do have a very good feel for what's going on with regards to rents around the United States. And to answer your question directly, you know, most tenants are holding up pretty well, especially in the office and the industrial side of the business. Uh, we're seeing close to 100% rents being paid in April on the office and industrial side. Uh, the biggest area of weakness we're seeing is on the retail side, really. We have about uh, 700 different retail sites around the United States, and we've only collected about 40% of the rents in April for retail. But we have been working really closely with the other 60%. I mean, this is one of the advantages we have. We've been in business now for well over 30 years. We have very close relationships with all these tenants. And while uh, we are probably may get deferred rent in April, meaning the rents in April might be deferred, we're highly confident that the vast majority of those rents will ultimately be collected in later months. But right now, the name of the game, especially with retail, is trying to be, you know, work with our tenants, especially tenants we've had a long relationship with, uh, and try to help them get through this very difficult period at the same time. Yeah, I, and a huge amount of distress in retail, particularly. Now, you own five mortgage REITs, and you're in the nice position of not actually having any debt to repay and it's you know your relationship with your bank that's actually giving you a little bit of leeway here but I'm curious as to some of the other types of properties that you own for example senior living assisted living facilities and so on do you anticipate problems with those sectors going forward that's a great question. In the senior living space, you're right, we have a large portfolio of those types of properties. We take care of about 24,000 uh, senior uh, senior folks in about 260 communities all throughout the United States. You know, we don't see significant uh 
problems financially in that sector. That sector, of course, is feeling sort of the is really on the front lines of what's going on in the United States today with regards to the pandemic. And from my perspective, I've just been amazed at the dedication of the employees at that side of the business. We operate that business as well, and it's really uh, great to see how people are volunteering to, you know, do put in extra hours to help take care of these folks. Of course, they they may be among the most vulnerable, and I think it's uh, you know we're doing everything we can. And I think we're doing a very good job of keeping that population very safe. So earlier today we were speaking with Craig Fuller of Freight Waves and it was interesting because he talked about it being very challenging for trucking companies that are exposed to the stock market, for example, or, you know, flatbed trucks and so on. And you actually own an amount of truck stops, which happens to be a leading indicator in many different ways, right? Because there's the sale of gasoline there as well as, of course, the visits from truckers. How are your truck stops doing? Yeah, great question, and I agree with you. It is a little bit of a leading indicator. You know, we sell about 2 billion gallons of diesel fuel a year to truckers across the United States. We run about 250 of those sites. Uh, they've been deemed essential services by the federal government and all state governments, and so they are up and operating. Uh, the staff there are doing an amazing job of keeping what we believe is a very vital part of the economy uh, continuing to operate well, and that's servicing truck drivers that are moving goods across the country. I'll tell you what we saw as the pandemic sort of started mid-March mid through the end of the first quarter, there was actually a little bit of a spike in fuel volumes that we saw, and that was really... We best, our best guess is that was really restocking inventories and food services. Um, and then what we have seen since really the beginning of April is a little bit of a weakening in the fuel volume. And right now what we're trying to figure out is this just a sort of temporary thing that's a direct result of, you know, the closing of the economy or large swaths of the economy, or is this a leading indicator that we have begun the recession and this is, is this uh, indication of things yet to come in that space? Uh, the good news is, and this was something I as per personally was very happy to see, that the supply chains are all have been working and they have been working for, you know, throughout this pandemic. Uh, it's really just the volume of, of fuel that we've been able to sell in March and then now into April. So you don't have uh, the malls, Adam, but I'm curious as to what you think we'll see at the end of this. Will retailers reopen? Will fast casual restaurants reopen? And will it be the same? Yeah, it's a great question. I think it really, it really hinges on you know, consumer behavior and how this all opens up. You know, an area we spend a lot of time thinking about, you're right, we don't own a lot of malls, but we do own a fair bit of casual dining restaurants, quick service restaurants. And what we're trying to figure out is, you know, what's the effect going to be on that sector going forward? Obviously, it's been, you know, very hard on that sector during this pandemic because almost all the restaurants are closed. But as they as the economy starts to open up, yeah. will people's you know behavior change, and that's going to really dictate uh, what happens in that sector. Yes. And I think that's an area we're spending a lot of time trying to figure out. Well, that's what Adam 
Portnoy had to share, really insightful interview covering a lot of different areas of the economy, and hopefully that was informational for you and insightful for you. If you like this podcast, please share it with your network and five-star it. Uh, Go out there and make it happen.